So here's the question. In the print and packaging supply chain, how do we deliver new ideas and innovative practices to continually improve your profit, your brand, and your quality? Welcome to the Gamut Podcast, and I am your host, Jeff Collins, Director of Print Technologies for ID Alliance. We are a nonprofit global think tank serving the graphic communications industry with 12 offices strategically located around the world to better support our membership. You can support the Gamut Podcast and content like this by becoming a member at ID Alliance by going to www.idalliance.org. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Canon USA. They provide industry-leading production and large-format printing solutions supported by exceptional professional service offerings. With the technology offerings of the Canon and OSE brands and a vast portfolio of toner-based and inkjet solutions, Canon USA helps companies of all sizes to find ways to improve sustainability, increase efficiency, and control costs in conjunction with high volume, continuous feed, digital and traditional printing, and workflow solutions. Canon USA is headquartered in Melville, New York, and has sales and service locations across the United States and throughout the world. On today's Gamut Podcast, our guest is Mike Grady. He is the Global Marketing Director for SGS or SGS Co., they are an omni-channel packaging design, pre-media, and digital graphics company. As well, Michael is a subject matter expert in food labeling in the area of nutrition label reform and bioengineered foods disclosure. As well, he is an expert in interactive print and digital innovation within the consumer packaging industry. He's also a graduate and advisory board member of Illinois State University's Graphic Communications Program, where he graduated in 2015. Mike also has a degree in finance. And in 2018, Mike was honored as the Outstanding Young Alumni by the Department of Technology of ISU. And Mike also serves on the board of ID Alliance and has co-led the Young Professionals Group within the Global Think Tank and Standards Organization. Hey, Mike, how are you today? I'm great, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Really happy to participate in the podcast. Excellent. And today we wanted to uh, cover a lot of ground uh, in the work that you do with SGS. And so to get started, uh, give me an idea of what your role is at SGS. Sure. Um, I am the global marketing director for SGS. Been with the company for about eight years, and it's been great to see the evolution of the company. Uh, we listen really carefully to our customers, uh, both brands, retailers, and printers, and we build integrated solutions that help bring ideas to market. You know, so we're working on package design, production, digital graphics, all sorts of things that are necessary to uh, create an experience for consumers that help them make the purchase decision. And for our listeners that would like to learn more about SGS and what Michael does, uh, just go to sgsco.com. That's www.sgsco.com. Mike, one of the things that caught my attention after speaking to you in previous conversations was packaging as a media concept, omni-channel, and really the digital versus the uh, physical shelf and traditional uh, point of sale versus moment of sale or MOS, so POS versus MOS. Can you give us a little insight on those subjects and those topics from your point of view? 
Yeah, I mean, for the listeners out there, if you take a second and ask yourself, how do you define a package? You know, what's the first thing that comes to mind? And I think for a lot of us, it would be, you know, a carton, a flexible pouch, a bottle, um, or a can, or some other you know, product container that's got a printed label on it that you find in a store. Uh, but what we've been thinking about is uh, where things are going, and, and um, we think about it in the context of an omni-channel shopper. So if you ask yourself, what's the package with that content context, uh, the package really is media. And the, the, the package is working to communicate your brand story and your value in all sorts of different places. It's not only on the store shelves, uh, but it's online and, and all sorts of other touch points. Um, and the package as media is the center of the marketing mix. Right. Gotcha. So that the, the, the physical package is still the, the core or the center and uh, explains how that uh, moves out and uh, uh, the experience uh, of the moment of sale, the moment of sale crossing the omni channel, meaning that uh, you're into a variety of different mediums like uh, Instagram, social media, as well. I guess it would also branch out into TV and radio ads where you're trying to synchronize that uh, brand experience. Is that correct? Yeah. So what we think about is how do we get an idea to consumer as efficiently as possible? Um, traditionally, it's been designed to print and designed to print. That model is still really important and it's at the core of everything that we do. But a digital file gets created and you're able to amplify that. So um, instead of a straight line designed to print, we start thinking about the other places that it can go. Um, it is all about a um, e-commerce shopping experience, uh, which is oftentimes mobile. Uh, it's also about print and digital point of sale uh, media. So how do we how do we take all the efforts that a brand puts into creating quality package packaging and create branded content as well? So from that, we think design to print and then design to consumer. And that it's really important for the moment of sale because today's omnichannel shopper is shopping anytime, anywhere. So the brand has to be um, on point at all times in order to make the correct impression and convert interest into a sale. Understood. And uh, what are some of the challenges to make that happen that uh, when you're collaborating with a brand and you're working with a print service provider that uh, may be in a distributed manufacturing model, meaning that, you know, that package is getting uh, that package is being produced in multiple locations, sometimes, you know, internationally. Explain to me what what, what are some of the challenges to make that uh, experience both on the physical shelf and the digital shelf um, uh, reach the goals of uh, presenting the idea of the brand? Yeah, consistency is extremely important. So from the world of color management, you know, in, in print, we've worked really hard to create processes and controls that uh, manage uh, the print across print processes and substrates and no matter where in the world it's created. But we also think about consistency for the digital shelf as well. Um, and today, content is being created by a lot of different sources and um, 
the it's really necessary to think about in terms of a sustainable system. How how can you create it efficiently? And uh, what we're finding is that by taking a digital art file and creating a foundational asset, um, we're able to create computer generated imagery that can be repurposed and used in a lot of different uh, digital touch points as well. Can you give me an example of a uh, of you, the, the, that a use case of CGI? Something that maybe somebody has seen or experienced both mobile. Let's say I'm on my uh, uh, iPhone and uh, I'm searching for a specific product. Like not too long ago, I was looking at getting a uh, lawn tractor because I'm lazy. <laughs> but I don't feel like pushing around a lawnmower anymore. But uh, I was I was going through that and some of the key elements. I mean, I, I actually went to John Deere and uh, was able to very quickly hone in and make my buying decision through my mobile device, uh, order it right there. Then when I went to the uh, retail outlet, I had the choice of having it delivered, but I always still want to go and see that product and put my hands on it. Pretty much I would say that 90, again, I made my buying decision based on the information uh, that I found digitally uh, through my mobile device, all the specifications, all of the uh, reviews that I needed uh, to give me the confidence to make that decision and as well competitive pricing so it was all done from my mobile phone and um, you know the transparency factor that we can see through digital uh, without having to physically be there in the store yeah, Jeff, you brought up a couple of really important points. Uh, CGI is appearing in all corners of the Internet. Uh, it's really an integral part of e-commerce these days. And, um, you know, it's replacing photography at a rapid a rapid pace uh, for things like cons- purposes of consistency. Um, but CGI is also very flexible uh, where the imagery can be modified quickly um, to pull out important product details that help you shop in a visual way. So rather than having to pour through all of the product details on a product page, you can actually find out um, key product um, attributes and claims, health claims, right in the visual. So a lot of brands are moving to um, make sure that the visuals tell the key details and stories uh, by pulling out um, by pulling out those points, creating things like infographics or mobile imagery where it's easier to see because you're working with a very small space. You're working with one inch by one inch and you got to make the most of those pixels um, in order to make that impression with a shopper who may not even ever read. Like it sounds like you're looking much harder than a lot of other people that are, that are online um, thinking about making a purchase. Well, yeah, I, you know, my, my daughter's, uh, pretty much, I would say close to 100% of anything that they determine that they want to purchase is done or starts through digital. The mobile, uh, they have iPhones, and of course, they have their laptops. And um, I can't tell you, you know, I go through a week instead of, you know, a parent uh, carting their kids off to the mall to hang out, you know, a couple times a week or maybe, you know, uh, uh, every other weekend, whatever the frequency. 
it's uh, sometimes a daily. They're they're retail shopping daily as opposed to you know that trip to the mall or to the retail outlet. I guess you know when we look at trends impacting you know the buying decision or the moment to sell, you know we're looking at what where's the biggest ROI. How does that ROI work or is compared to you know just the traditional uh, physical shelf versus you know the visual engagement, product transparency, you know online, all those things that that I, I kind of touched on earlier as far as that informational buying decision. Yeah. Um, you know, there's studies that show that consumers are spending up to 43% of their time uh, consuming digital media. People are very connected and um, much of that is on their mobile phones. So being present in that space is really important for the omni-channel shopping experience. And it's not just uh, e-commerce sites. It's growing into social. Social commerce, uh, shopping directly through Instagram is something that that brands are now able to, to achieve for a direct-to-consumer buying experience. And so it's much, much more visual. So we talked a little bit about optimizing uh, mobile imagery for e-commerce, but even creating Im- re- really compelling imagery for Instagram, uh, where the product details can jump off the page and at- be added into carts directly within the program, um, is something to consider. So that that visual nature of, of shopping today, that's really grown out of the social experience. Um, there's there's studies that you know, Profiteero has done that shows that just by adding more images to Amazon product pages, uh, sales lift has been documented as about 23% just from adding more imagery. It goes even further with video. So they show that um, adding mm. video will increase sales by 55% in that same, same way. So brands should be thinking about how do you create uh, a, a scalable production system to create content. Um, and then you also touched on, you know, transparency, and that, I think that's a very important key trend, and it, it's continuing to to grow. Um, even regulations catching up with what consumers are demanding. Consumers want to know more about what's in the products that they're buying, whether it's food or beverage or household goods. They want to know um, more about the ingredients. Um, are there ingredients that they don't like that are in there. Uh, they want to learn about what's in it, where it's made, how it's made. So providing access to that kind of information often happens in a digital way. So you can add some elements to labels, but honestly, labels are getting so full of information. Um, pulling people off of the pack and into a digital experience is a great way to give that kind of information. Um, and when brands do that um, and provide access to more information, Consumers are rewarding them. They're they're making switches. So 40% of people would switch to a new brand for increased product transparency. And oftentimes they would pay more because um, they can trust that product better. And the brands that have um, a way to address these trends, because you can't just address one. You can't just approach Omnichannel and not think about transparency or sustainability. These are um, solutions that have to come up that are holistic. Uh, And multiple people and multiple parts of the company need to come together to to meet consumer expectations and produce product and packaging and content that um, addresses those trends. So the trick is to 
think about it in terms of what's the system, what's the process, what could be replicable that drives results. And we found packaging being right at the center of that. So to address those, um, you know, take that scalable system and create the content, deliver the content, synchronize the content across all the places that consumers are looking for information. Um, through visuals, through data, through print, you know, all of those come together. And that's why, that's why it's omnichannel and that uh, consistent synchronized experience. Consumers expect that it's a way to build trust um, and they value it. And how does video content, in addition to your typical uh, two-dimensional graphics or CGI, add to the buying experience? And does that increase um, sales or impact the uh, moment of sale and the buyer's experience? Yeah, video is great because you can sequence imagery and whether it's still or motion and and tell the story really quickly. So it's the um the dynamic nature that's helpful um and you can do that you can create that out of cgi as well so you're not just creating pack shots and these other types of imagery you're able to once you have that set up um you can art direct and build you know a storyboard and uh, make sure that you know the the packaging is really dynamic and and integrated in within a scene Mm -hmm. that's our that's that's built completely out of you know other cgi imagery um and you can change it you can modify the label when you have a packaging update. You can swap different things out. You can localize it. You know, so I, th- I think telling stories that way through video or, or still imagery is really important. But that kind of approach also opens up brands to using it for VR or AR. Mm-hmm. You know, so those same those same kinds of technologies will apply um, in new ways that consumers are starting to adopt now, and will be more and more meaningful in the future. And tell us how SGS approaches or uh, helps brands and helps print service providers uh, work through uh, implementing innovative technologies like augmented reality and print like wine labels, for instance? Uh, We approach it from an innovation perspective. So we do, we think about everything from uh, print and digital and innovation all in one uh, holistic approach, you know, and that often helps by, you know, connecting the right stakeholders, both internal and external in order to define the project, the the goals of that uh, project and create it really efficiently. AR seems to be a very hot topic in labels. uh, Like, you know, if you're going to buy a, a bottle of wine and I forget the name of the, uh, uh, the main, very popular. I see it all over. 19 crimes. Yeah. Yeah. 19 crimes. That's the one. Do you think that, uh, type of technology is just a fad or is it here to stay? No, I don't think it's a fad. Um, there is an underlying reason to create those kind of connected experiences from a marketing perspective. Uh, you're able to measure, Right. So the the consumers that are accessing it, you can get details and analytics that can improve your campaigns mm-hmm. um, and consumer behavior is changing. Um, many people thought the QR code was dead, but it's coming back in a big way. A lot of that does have to do with uh, USDA and their bioengineered foods disclosure um, act where um, a consumer can scan a package with a QR code on their phone and get information. Um, but largely that hadn't been adopted and it's, it's growing. Um, 
Apple has integrated re- directly into the camera feature ability to read a QR code out of the, the photo app. Um, and there's a myriad of other technologies such as Digimark or Zapper that are, work in different ways to read, um, read codes and information off of a pack and deliver an experience. And as, as long as the consumer is um, learning that behavior and they are doing so increasingly, um, the use of that by brands will continue to increase. And then um, Apple's even opened up their um, their near field communication capabilities to um, automatically trigger experiences without even having to download an app. The phone knows what to do when right. it's near an NF- NFC technology. Yes, and there's been a lot of press and controversy, some controversy, not too much, uh, after the acquisition of Whole Foods by Amazon and the um, proof of concept of uh, a store that has no checkout lines, no checkout at all, and it's uh, using near-field communication or an extension of RFID, RFID technology to enable a secure mobile payment uh, without a checkout line or cashier. Yeah, really smart systems are using computing capabilities to uh, deliver that experience. And I think um, the less a consumer thinks about it, the better. Um, So just incorporating those kind of actions into daily life can make make shopping easier, make it an afterthought. Recently, there was a hugely popular share a coke campaign where they used uh, individual names that share coke and then had the person's name on the coke can and this was extremely popular uh even in my household and i'm not a you know sorry coke but i'm a pepsi guy but uh that was uh definitely a successful marketing campaign i'm sure that there were uh, tremendous results from that for coca-cola have you seen an increased demand or volume to provide variable data and personalized services from the print service provider side for the brands. And again, starting out with the brand uh, demanding uh, this type of personalization that lends itself to, you know, some of these digital technologies like inkjet and toner that are capable of doing this economically. You know, my, my favorite stories in that area are where brands find reasons to, you know, creative reasons to in incorporate personalization and digital. Um, and I think it's both print and from a, you know, a mobile perspective. Uh, but there's a lot of ways that brands can make a difference and do corporate social responsibility projects um, and bring awareness to, to important issues uh, through packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've seen many examples of that in recent history. Yeah, I think it's a, a combination of print processes being used, but digital really opens up opportunities to take advantage of the moment. Uh, so when there are social issues that brands want to participate in the conversation, digital opens that up mm-hmm. um, whether or it could be creating something special for a region or a locality uh, you see that with um, with sports right um, so I, I think that that is important and brands are finding success with that um, they're also 
able to try things much, much quicker um, so they can think small and see what's what's working and scale up and continue to learn. Learning is so important. And I, I think as the marketing marketing continues to evolve, the path to purchase continues to evolve. All those kinds of tests will help brands find competitive advantage. Um, you also mentioned that uh, the, you know, the next generation continues to grow up um, in a very digital world. Uh, we've, there are so many classes out there where kids are learning to code and they're creating apps. Um, so the data perspective becomes really important for brands too. Um, are brands giving access to their data for, um, you know, millennials and future generations that want to create functional apps. Uh, they're, they're hackers. They're looking for ways mm -hmm. to make life easier or better. Um, so having, having your data available and, um, you know, structured in a way that makes it easy to create those apps can open up a lot of opportunity. You're talking about uh, open APIs and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I wish I was growing up now. I remember in the 90s making these simple websites and I uh, thought it was really cool. Um, but the things that kids are, do are doing today just blow my mind. Um, and I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what they create. Mike. I'm going to go ahead and shift gears here, and I'd love to hear about your story, uh, how you became involved in the print and packaging industry, the graphic arts uh, community, and what inspired you to get involved with Idea Alliance? Sure. Um, I got in, involved with Idea Alliance through the Young Professionals Program. And for me, it was great to meet others in the industry and hear their stories about you know, how they got involved, what they're doing. And it was very inspirational. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. And any opportunity I got to bring groups together, I took. And um, as I continue to do that, I got asked to join the board. And as a young professional, it was great for Idea Alliance to open up that opportunity because I felt empowered. I felt like I I could uh, join meetings and share insights uh, from my perspective and work collectively to uh, build a print print community that uh, represented everybody. Um, so it's been really rewarding. And I see the direction going in a, a really positive way where um, there's a focus on education. Mm -hmm. And Idea Alliance is very much involved at the university level. Um, one of the things that I love about Illinois State University's graphic communication technology program is that students are learning about the standards and are um, able to take certification exams while they're in university. So from a workforce development perspective, um, students are coming into the workforce much more prepared, much more knowledgeable, mm -hmm. um, and ready to, to continue to learn. You know, learning is a lifelong process, and I, I love how Idea Alliance creates lifelong learning opportunities. Uh, you know, once you're in the workforce, it's uh, really rewarding to continue to improve your skill sets. And, um, right. you know, an organization like Idea Alliance does a good job thinking about where the industry is going and, you know, creating those learning opportunities. You know, at Idea Alliance, we study and focus on 
leading practices, education, specifications, and standards that are really applicable only to the print industry, although we are definitely branching out when we look at our brand Q program and collaborating more and more with uh, the print buyer, the designer, the creative, the brand owner. And a while back, we were discussing standards that many of our listeners may not be familiar with because they don't apply to print. They really apply to the digital experience, that omni-channel shopper, uh, labels, imagery, things that are made for that uh, mobile experience. So can you give our listeners the uh, 10,000-foot view of these G, I believe they're called GS1 standards. Is that correct? Yeah, GS1 has a number of specifications, but uh, when we think about digital content, the naming um, conventions are really important. The details on and, and specifications for imagery are really important um, for a lot of reasons, but they, they create a foundation that allows digital companies to work with that data and deliver that to retailers in a, in a consistent way. So, um, you've got retailers at different levels, um, for retail. <clears throat> Let me think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, Retail is a very competitive space, and as e-commerce continues to evolve, you've got leaders like Amazon and Walmart that are creating um, a differentiated buying experience. You've got other retailers that are just getting into the game for e-commerce. But the standards there provide a way to ensure that data can move uh, in a number of formats, whether it's by API or by Excel, but it, it creates that foundation that um, allows brands to work with data. Going back to the uh, conversation about your story and your background, uh, you mentioned uh, why you uh, became involved with ID Alliance and some of the things you've done there. But I'd also like to hear about why you chose uh, this profession, this industry, how you became involved working with brands and the print and packaging industry. Jeff, it's been a pretty interesting journey for me. I actually started out in finance and uh, was in finance for, say, five or six years. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the market crashed and I was looking for something very different to do. Um, And I actually I found my way to to graphics through a nonprofit. So my friends and I started a nonprofit called Be Instrumental. Uh, Be instrumental was a way for us to rally within the community and gather up dusty old instruments and donate them to school programs that were having their funding cut. And um, yeah, and our tagline was music makes a difference. And it really did. We were able to build these programs where students were inspired by local musicians and got instruments that they could use for lessons. Um, in, in doing that, I helped create the brand identity and all the sales and marketing materials that we use for events and for the educational program. And I, I, I found that to be my passion. So everything, all the visual communication aspects mm-hmm. of that were really rewarding for me. So I decided to go back to school. Um, education was important to me, and I enrolled in ISU's graphic communication program. Okay. And I really thought I was getting into web development 
Um, but they teach all aspects of print and digital. And the first time that I created the file and prepped uh, the plates and ran a flexo press, <laughs> I was hooked on print. It was really That's cool awesome. to get to make something, you know, uh, physical. Um, so with that experience, I really uh, dove in and focused on packaging and had a great opportunity to join SGS um, and work within the organization to, uh, on the leading brands that we work with. And um, packaging is a, a really interesting space where imagery is coming together in print and digital. Just kind of hit all, all the checklist items for me and mm-hmm. um, it's been very rewarding. And how has the uh, deliverables from Idea Alliance as far as, uh, you know, G7, G7 master program, uh, trying to coach uh, or coaching uh, print service providers on how they can uh, best achieve, you know, consistency and accuracy and uh, uh, similar visual appearance across you know, multiple plants, multiple uh, devices. Uh, tell me about your experience and your knowledge on that that front. Um, I've always admired the work that our color management team does with the print community. We view printers as partners. Uh, what we do is we we work side by side um, before, during, and after press to figure out um, how can we get design intent to produce the way that it's imagined. And there's so many things that go into making sure that design uh, gets to shelf as intended. Um, and it, it truly is a partnership, you know, figuring out all the technical details where presses are, are unique um, and, and building that into files so that they print the right way is, is really an art form. So I've always admired that and um, continue to see how the, those partnerships make deliver results for brands. Fantastic, Mike. On that note, I think we are just about out of time uh, for today's podcast and Again, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your history, Michael, with us. Uh, What a great story you have and look forward to having you back on the Gamut Podcast. Take care. Cool. Sounds great. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. You got it, brother. Thanks for listening to the Gamut Podcast. If you have ideas, suggestions, or would like to join us or even sponsor future podcasts, simply email me at jcollins at idealliance.org. That's J-C-O-L-L-I-N-S at idealliance.org. Take care and have a productive day.